With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is I Think You're Dope with Eric Nam. Today's episode is with Alec Benjamin. He's a singer-songwriter, incredibly great human being, and we became friends um, over the past few years because we met while I was on tour and he opened for the first few shows that I did in the States. He has some incredible music. He's a great person. And uh, we just caught up about life while he was in Seoul for his show. Um, we do want to go ahead and tell you that when we recorded this show with him, we had not come up with this amazing title of I Think You're Dope Yet. So uh, you'll probably hear a different show reference. And I think it was like Behind the Hit or The Next Big Thing or something, something cool like that. But clearly i think your dope is better so this is the episode with alec benjamin hope you guys love it please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast from you can check out the video on dive studios youtube page please subscribe there too and leave us a great comment rate and review on apple Podcasts. please tell all your friends about the show because it's incredible hope you have a great day enjoy the show you good we good you good i'm good all right all right <laughs> cool this is weird this is awkward. I don't what? know why. <laughs> Not for me. It feels like I I'm feel like I have guy, to be like though, professional so with you or something. There, there is no need to feel that way. Like I feel <laughs> like all the conversations we have are just very like casual, but now it's like <laughs> right, right, a, a deeper conversation. <laughs> right. All right. Anyways, today we have a special guest. His name is Alec Benjamin. Hello. Hey. Thanks. Yay! Hey. All two people in the room are hey. clapping. Thank yes. You so much. Um, yes. Disregard the small applause sound. We're very excited to have you here. Thanks for oh, joining us. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I feel like everybody in the world knows you right now. Uh, I don't feel that way. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there very quickly. Well, that's cool. Um, but Ho- hopefully, some hopefully there are a lot of people who've heard my songs. I'm not really so concerned that people know. Like, I feel like if yeah, I don't really care about like people knowing like me, but maybe my music, right. you know. Right. So, I feel yeah. like most artists probably that's like where they want to put their most value, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very relatable in that sense. But for people who may not know you, so your name, full name is Alec Benjamin. That's true. Well, right. I have a middle name. Are we name. missing a middle name? What's your middle name? Shane. <laughs> Alec yeah. Shane Benjamin. Benjamin. I have three first names. <laughs> three you two have yeah, three people, first names. People always ask me, they're like, Is Alec Benjamin your real name? And it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Um, you were born, were you raised in Phoenix? I was, uh, yeah. So I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. I lived there until I was three. And then my family moved to New York for like four years. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Phoenix in the second grade. And I lived there until I was 18. And then I moved to California. Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about it. You moved to California for college or? Yeah. Okay. So I moved to California because like in the, maybe when I was a sophomore in high school, Mm -hmm. I started like listening to music more and I was never like really, like my my family, my mom listened to like, my mom listened to music, but they weren't the kind of family that had like records playing all the time and my parents weren't like super music nerds or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But some reason oh there was a girl that i liked in high school a lot and she was like it's so cool when guys can play the guitar and i was like dope like i'll probably like try to do that then (laughs) so um she said that in middle school and then i went to a different high school uh than her um for like a year or two Uh i went to this like small high school and then it got closed down which is a bummer but while i was away i was like i'm gonna come back and then i'm gonna like know how to play guitar and i did that um, but it didn't really seem to make much of a difference. <laughs> but in the process, I really fell in love with music. Yeah. And um, I was really like, at first I was like, this is crazy. I, who would who would know? But then um, it, as I as I grow up, like it kind of makes sense to me looking back because when I was like, when I was in the second grade, 
um, I found Eminem, and mm. I and I would sit. Uh, I bought all of his CDs. Um, I'm shocked that my parents let me have them, but <laughs> pr- pretty aggressive lyrics they, for a second grader. I don't grader. think they really understood like <laughs> what they were letting me. Uh, they were letting me listen to, but I would listen to the songs over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again until I learned all of the words because I was oh, wow. so like the words were so important to me and I was yeah. just like when I listened to Eminem I was like how does somebody piece words together like that mm-hmm. in a song um, and write such vivid stories right. um, you know with all of the restrictions placed on you um, how does he tell such a vivid story um, and I was like that's so impressive so then when I got into guitar and I started listening to other songwriters I was, I guess it made sense that I would want to do music. I don't remember what your initial question was, but yeah. You know what? That was a great story though. I appreciate <laughs> okay, yeah. it. I have two follow where, where were you raised? Let me tell you everything <laughs> about me. We're done. We're done. Um, well, I have like two follow-ups to that actually. First of all, with that girl, did you ever like, nothing ever came of it? Are you guys no. still in touch? We are like, still friends. Okay. Um, And then uh, I, I told her, I was like, yo, do you know like, that's why I used to, I told her like, maybe like eight months ago or something. I think she was like, really like confused by it. <laughs> Yo, there was also this other girl case. Yeah. And then, and then I, she was like, she's, I was very impressionable, I guess. But she was like, oh, it's so cool. Like when guys were like dicky shorts and vans. And I was like, <laughs> next week, I was like, Yo, mom, can you take me to Tilly's? Like, I need to like Yo, buy some dicky shorts and vans. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, but I, it didn't really seem to matter to them that much. I was like, okay, cool. I have these clothes I don't care about. And <laughs> now I have two guitars but, and no girlfriends. <laughs> well, uh, uh, now you're now you're doing everything around the world, so um, that's cool. Yeah, it's really exciting to get to be here yeah. with you. Like it's crazy because, well, I don't know if the people watching or listening will know, but I opened for you, yeah. and so we were always talking about like, oh, it'd be so crazy to like come to Korea, and now I'm here. It's crazy, yeah. For people who don't know, I, mean, I feel like most people don't know, except for like the couple thousand people that were at right. those shows. So this is 2017, right, in New York, and two shows in Atlanta. Alec opened uh, for my first shows in the States. It was the craziest thing ever. It was so cool to like get to see um, someone like, you know, as professional as you and like your show and just like see how. No, but seriously, like that was like at that. That's like that was one of the that was one of the that was a really big opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. And and so like to get to see that and to learn was really awesome. And um, I'm grateful. So (laughs) that's just crazy because I feel like I was making it up. As I was doing it. So yeah, I guess for you to be like, oh, it was so, it was so professional. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing I ever. Think maybe everybody feels yeah. that way. We fake it. <laughs> Always. fake it till you make right. it. <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of crazy. It's like full circle because it was in the States. And then I just remember, it's like there's, because we hadn't met prior to, mm-hmm. to the shows. I was like, there's somebody on stage who has a crazy voice. Oh, thanks. Who is it? And then it's, it's Alec. Yeah, I was, I was like, wearing way tighter pants then, so <laughs> <laughs> a lot but, uh, has changed. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Like, I don't know. It was like, and then like we met up in LA once or twice. Yeah. And we just hung out. Yeah, and then very cool. And then boom, over the past year maybe, right? Yeah. Things have just kind of taken off. I feel like I've been like working at making music for a long time though, because I guess like things just take a while. Forever. Yeah, but yeah. I got like signed and dropped and then just like went through the whole like yeah. the whole ringer and so I've just been I don't know. Can you take us through that process a little bit like what so you move out to LA, you went to USC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and you were doing music. What were you studying? Uh I studied music, music but okay. I didn't study much of anything. I took like I got there instantly dropped like my my music theory class was at 7 a.m. Yeah, so that's not happening. That that worked for about four days, right. uh, and then I dropped that class. I think I always knew going in that I I never really loved school all that much. Mm. Um, but in order to move out to California, um, my parents were like, "We won't support this unless you go to college." So <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll go to school then." Right. So um, I did that, but I was only in school for about a year and then my second year in school I took like one online gerontology class which like that doesn't really I don't even know what that is exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's a study of human aging oh wow yeah it was actually fascinating to be honest but um I only that was only like four credits and then I was out so uh I did that and then like at the end of my freshman year as when I got um, my first record deal 
Um, and so I was like, all right, time for me to time for me to drop out. Like, peace out. This is it. Yeah. I'm gonna be a star. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> and it didn't really work out that way. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But it was enough for my parents to say, like, it's all right. Like, if you want to leave school and and kind of just do music. Mm-hmm. So I made a whole album, uh, and then I never uh, got to put it out. That which was a bummer to bummer. me. Yeah. What did you end up doing with that album? Um, well. I wasn't supposed to, but I put all the songs on YouTube. Um, (laughs) I feel like, yeah, like I I was just like, I I worked so hard on it and I was so proud Mm -hmm. of it. And I was like, I really want this music to get out there. So I just started putting it up anyways. I kind of just like went a little bit rogue and was just like, you know what? I'm putting these songs out. And then at that point, I just kind of did everything I could to get a fan base so I would right. go out in front of other people's shows and sing online until finally you <laughs> finally let me on stage <laughs> seriously because wait I, was that was it really that like was, the first that was the first time I had gotten on stage like really to open for somebody really? after like maybe eight or or nine months of like singing online so the first two things that I did was I opened for John Bellion and then I opened for you that's crazy mm-hmm I mean, John Bellion, of course, is is a is an amazing friend of yours as well. Yeah, great he, artist. He's super cool, and and um, I got to write a song with him for one of his albums, and that was like a really cool experience for me. But there was a period after I got dropped where, like, I was literally just following people's tours around mm. and handing out business cards, and just like I was going. I don't know, like anywhere I'd be, I'd just be like, "Can I sing you a song?" Like, you know, people, people eating, people would be eating dinner, you know. I'd be like, "Is it cool if I like, you know, sing you guys a song or whatever?" Hand you these business cards. Yeah, you got to do whatever you can do. And also, I was at a weird stage where like I couldn't really do anything with my music, so the only way I could really like show people my songs was to either sing it was to sing it to them in person and then to get them to find me on YouTube. So like people would be like, "I looked you up, but I can't find you anywhere." It's like, yeah, well. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, is I, you know, you played outside Shawn Mendes shows, Troy Sivan. You just mm-hmm. played for everybody. But what was that moment where something kind of changed? There was a big clicker. Um, I feel like I feel like I I don't know. I don't feel like anything. I still don't really feel. I still feel like I'm still like in that kind of like oh, you know, this could stop at any second. I have mm. to keep keep going so I don't know if I really feel like I've hit that breaking point right but right, it's right. weird when someone will say to you like oh it's so much has changed right like and I'm like uh <laughs> I guess yeah I'm in Korea right now so that's pretty <laughs> cool um but you know that saying it's like a watch pot never boils uh-huh. like when you're in it you know and you you see it every day and you can see it you know incrementally change it doesn't really feel the same as when you know you step away and right. then you look back um so I don't know if there's been like one specific mm-hmm. point. So you you got dropped from your label, mm-hmm. um, and then how did you end up getting into another label? How did that process? Kind well, of- I think it was just like the whole like singing on lines for people. Oh, uh-huh. and then this there was this kid named Maricana, and uh-huh. I have this song called "I Built a Friend," and right. he was a fan of it, and he was. Like, can I dance to this song? Um, auditioning for America's Got Talent. And I was like, yeah, man, go ahead. So I actually didn't even really own the master rights to that song. So I had oh. to re-record it so that he could, um, so that actually he danced to the real version of the song that I had recorded while I was signed to Columbia. But uh, I had to re-record a version of it and hope that um, when it shazammed, if people uh-huh. listen to it on the show, that it would shazam to that version. And it, and it worked. It worked? <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. You outdid the system. Well, I don't know if I outdid the system. Maybe they like, <laughs> I, I don't know what, I don't know how that happened. But anyways, that he danced to the song and um, it got like, you know, had like a little viral moment and yeah. people um, like bought the song on iTunes and it charted on iTunes and that kind of gave me an opportunity. and. Right. All of a sudden, record labels were like, oh, there's this kid named Alec Benjamin. He has a song called I Build a Friend. I was like, I've been here the whole time. (laughs) I've been here forever, (laughs) Yeah, But but that kind of gave me the opportunity Uh to to get started again. All right. So now you're at Warner. Mm -hmm. Warner and then Justin manages you. Um, And Mike Heron, you work with Mike Heron, Mm -hmm. obviously. What is like this new record deal and like this new environment and team what has that been like for you um it's been awesome because um they just give me the support that i need Mm -hmm. to make the music that i want to make and when i make when i feel like i have songs that i want to share with the world they help me reach people um and that's really amazing um and they also like give me the resources and 
put me in the right position to make uh, to make my music better. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. I think at the end of the day, it's like you have to focus on writing songs. And so also in that whole period of time where I was like singing outside uh, online um, in front of people's shows, I was also writing songs. Mm-hmm. So I think like 2017 or 2018, I must have written like 150 or 200 songs. Oh my gosh. Like that. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of songs. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of them weren't very good, but you just, I feel like I was like, I just got to keep making songs and keep writing and keep writing. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time for that new album, right? Yeah. And I know through this whole process of like doing my own tours and stuff, I've been like writing consistently mm-hmm. and I keep jotting my ideas down, but it's nice to be at home for a few months so you can right. sit down and really focus right, because, right, uh, right. It's easy to lose that little pinhole of focus, right. you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so, you know, you're at a new label. You have a new deal. Great team. You're doing your own tours. You've mm-hmm. opened for, uh, I didn't know this. You opened for Camila. Cabello oh, I did. Well. Yeah, yeah. I opened what? two shows on on her. She did like, um, she did like a show, um, a couple shows on the East Coast and she needed an opener. And so I got that opportunity and that was insane. I'm sure that was That was mental. really crazy. Yeah, because it's the first time I've ever played in an arena. Uh-huh. So um, that's a weird experience because the, there's a lot of people there, but it feels like like you can't see anybody. It feels lonely on stage. Yeah, it's like it? you're being, it's like you're in a recording booth. Yeah. You know? So I was really nervous. But then when I got up there, I was like, oh, well, like it's pretty much like I'm up here by myself, (laughs) which was also kind of scary too, because then you're like, wait, this is really weird. And then you kind of get in your own head, but it was super cool. Uh, And she's really amazing. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, So yeah, you've had, you know, it's been really cool to watch your career just kind of explode and people really start to really connect with your music around the world. Thank you. Um, One of the people that really became a big avid, fan of yours is John Mayer. Yeah. What? Like, first of all, I'm a huge fan of okay, cool. his as well. So when I saw that, I was like vicariously living through Sweet. through you. And I was like, oh! Sweet. <laughs> I know Alec. Who knows John? Okay, cool. Um, what was that like for you? To meet John Mayer was, was crazy for me because um, when I was 14, uh, the two artists, there's a, okay, there's like, there's, I would say there's a lot of artists that I love, but the two artists that really made me want to start singing was Jason Mraz and John Mayer. Uh, Those are like the two artists where I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah and John Mayer is, is my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. So to get, when I, I was on tour um, in, uh, I was driving in, a, I was in a van, like driving through, I think Maine or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was freezing. I was like sleeping, you know, and, and um, uh, Edward who was taking um, a video um, of the tour was like, dude, wake up, like check your phone, you know, and I, and I looked and John Mayer was posting about my music and it was really like, I pre- I, I actually cried. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did because I was like, for so long I was thinking, oh man, maybe I made a big mistake um, doing music. You know, I got, I had gotten dropped and then I was like still struggling and I wasn't sure if it was really going to work. And then right. I was taught, I, I, he DM me and, and I had told him, I was like, thank you for this, man. I really needed this right now. And, mm. you know, I wasn't sure I was on the right path and he was like, you're on the right path. And so to have somebody that I had a poster of John Mayer on my wall, like literally next to my bed, like my bed is here. Like the man was like right above my bed next to my face. Every night I would look at him and be like. I love you. <laughs> so when when he told me like you're on the right path, I was like, okay, this wasn't a mistake. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that meant the world to you at that moment. Yeah, like, and that's he's crazy. he's just like he's he's such an uh, he's just amazing. It's hard for me to describe how much it means to me. Yeah. What? So you guys met up? You guys did like his like uh yeah his, went his on Instagram his thing. his Instagram show, which was really cool because. I went to his house, which was crazy. It was, and yeah, I was like, oh, as I was walking up, I was like, yo, I'm about to like walk into John Mayer's house. Like 14, 14 year old me is like, no, tw- tw- 24 year old me at the time. I was like, this is it. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. But if you would have told me that that was going to happen when I was yeah. 14, uh, I wouldn't have believed it. Insanity. Insanity. Um, okay. So, I mean, we've talked about, you know, how quickly you've risen and like you're, you're killing it. Let's talk a little bit about your music. Okay. Um, one thing that I, as I was watching your show last night as well, and now it like comes full circle. Thank you for coming. I know it was, was very cool. I definitely was so excited to go and you killed it. Thanks. Uh, the fans loved it. They were, it was like one of the coolest crowds I've 
played for. So what 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 really kind of struck you about the crowd here in Korea? That they knew the words to my songs and English is not like the yeah. first language, yeah. especially because I have a lot of words in my music. You do. You know? yeah, yeah, you have a lot of words. <laughs> I have a in lot of music. words. So it's like to see that and also just like to be on the other side of the of the globe and to have people come to a show is like yeah, crazy. Really cool. Um, I think that's that was kind of uh, my question is there aren't I don't feel like there are a lot of singers these days who write or sing in the way that you do. Well, in the sense of it's it's a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of words, but you're painting a very vivid picture of whatever it is. Like the song, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about like the prison one last time. Oh yeah, yeah, you can talk about it. I don't care. I'm like, like very so, open with this stuff. So yeah. Alex just, you know, he very un- I guess like unexpectedly you weren't planned for did it did you like the song I loved it okay cool and I really I love the story behind it oh thanks um, but it was about it's prison right I, do you have a title so for the, it the song's called um, Mind is a Prison it's uh-huh. like my mind is a prison yeah. I don't know I feel like it's more artistic if you cut out the mind you just say mind is a prison you know it's <sighs> like wow like what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's just about like that's how I feel I, I think a lot like I think all the time always mm. thinking about stuff um, my mom always says to me, she's like, why are you thinking about that? Like, you're not going to solve all your problems in one yeah. day. I'm like, but I might. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I might. <laughs> um, so sometimes uh, I get trapped inside my own head and that's what that song is about. I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I feel like I've always had this feeling like I am living behind my eyes, you know? And so uh, that's what I wanted to outline in the song. Yeah. So that's why I wrote the song the way I did. It was, I mean, it was such a cool song and, um, it, now I understand where that comes from. It's from that cool. Eminem influence. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I, I just yeah. didn't understand. Like I just didn't know because there are not a lot of people doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know? when I first heard the song "Stan" and I and I heard how it's just so smart, like the way that he did what he did when he was able to kind of, I don't know. There's so many different layers to to his songs. You can just listen to it because it's a great melody and mm-hmm. the flow is really like you know there's a great rhythm. Um, but then the words and the story and the rhyme scheme are so complex. And then not only that, the meaning mm-hmm. is like so profound. I was like, man, there's so many different elements that he that he had and he put them together and he got it just right. And when I got to the end of the song, Stan, when the story has the twist ending mm-hmm. where Eminem is writing a letter to Stan, finally, and he realizes that the person that he saw who drove off a bridge last week on the news was the person he's currently writing a letter to. Right. I was like, I felt this pit, like this pit in my chest. And I was like, man, I want to make somebody out there feel the way that I felt at 11 listening to Eminem's music. I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm. Which is crazy too, because then like it's easy to it's easy to get caught up in everything and lose sight of your goals. And sometimes I look at other people and I realize like, you know, I probably never be like the biggest pop star ever. And like that's okay with me. Um, um but like, you know, sometimes you 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 kind of forget. And then I listen to Eminem's records and I'm like, okay, no, wait, like this is like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to maybe sometimes like, you know, my my music is a little bit more left. And so it doesn't mm-hmm. always necessarily go straight down the center, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I moved to California and I got very like, it can be disorienting at times, you know, it's like yeah. all these lights and you're like, oh my God, you know, it's like so cool. I want that. And then you right. kind of forget like why you got started in the first right. place. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that story is like very interesting to me because I, I just also always been curious. Like I feel like everybody has a formative experience in terms of how they write music or mm-hmm. how they perform and whatever. For me, it was just very pure pop, like mm-hmm. right down the middle. Right. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. It's just that's what I was drawn to. There's a, a there's like a, there's like a, there's, there's like a, an art, there's different, everything is, I'm not saying one thing is better mm-hmm. than another or whatever. It's just like that's that's what got me excited and what mm-hmm. I like to do. And um, I also love pop music too, mm-hmm. though. You know, like I love the Beach Boys. Yeah. Like they're one of my favorite bands. Um, like, e- but even singer songwriter like Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. one of my favorite. That's like that's pop music as right, well. Right, right, um, right. But there's just like I don't know. I hate to put like one kind of like oh pop or this is this or this is that. Especially now because everything blends. Right, everything blends. It used to be like you know, okay, I'm. I got 20 bucks for my birthday, so I'm going to buy one CD. You right, know what I mean? Right, it's like right. now you have access to everything. Right. Everything is blending together. So that's really cool. So I hate to put like one label on it because uh-huh. I feel like music has so many different influences. But anyway. Okay. Um, so, you know, you're on tour around the world. You have met some of your musical heroes. You're mm-hmm. writing 
for your next album. You're doing everything. Um, but there's, you know, in my head, and I don't know if you agree with this, um, but from the way that a lot of people may just look at it outside looking in, there's one song that really kind of just propelled you into okay. the mainstream. And I think right. that would probably be Let Me Down Slowly. Right. Right. Um, so I want to talk about that song a little bit. Okay. How did that song come about? And like what significance does it have to you at this moment? Um. All right. So that song was… Hmm, where should I start? Like what is it about or how did when I When did write you write it? it? Okay. So I wrote it in 2017. Okay. Um, I wrote it at the in November of 2017, um, and uh, I was driving home from a session. I had already written a song yeah. that day, and I had that title in my head, "Let Me uh-huh. Down Slowly." Um, oftentimes, like in my head while I'm driving, I'll cycle through like different titles. You know, I'll be like, I don't know if something comes to my mind right now. Like, you know, mine never proved. Yeah, mine is yeah, something like that, like whatever, you know, and and I and and I, and a lot of them, most of them are not like great, you know. But I'll just keep going and going and going, and then like if I find something, I'm like, let me down slowly. That sounds that sounds cool. I'm like, uh-huh. I like that, and then I'll type it into like you know, Google and see if there's right. a song called that already, and there wasn't. So mm. I was like, well, that's cool. I always like to be like, I'm like, I want to be the first to have a song called that. Right, right, you know? right. You don't want <laughs> you know? them to overlap. Yeah, I think I think it doesn't matter what your song is titled as long as like there's you have a different perspective on like right. whatever you're talking about. But I was like, dope. Like that's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I'm the first one to do that. Yeah. At least to have it uploaded. Um, so I did that. I had the title in my head and then I was playing a song. I can't remember what it was, but on sometimes uh, I'll just like, you know, go on shuffle on my phone and just like if there's like an instrumental break over a song, I'll sing a melody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's one song came up. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, did you find a way to let me down slowly over it? So then when I got home, uh, I sat down on my piano and I played that. And I played I played a, a, like a slightly different chord. Um, and I sang, could you find a way to let me down slowly? Something, 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 something. And then I showed it to my mom and I was like, is this cool? And she's like, I don't know. And so I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, great. So I wrote actually the whole chorus. So I did, I wrote, could you find a way to let me down slowly? A little sympathy. I hope you can show. I like, I really, I, I wasn't great at math in school, but I think that's because I didn't like school. Mm. But like in my mind, yeah. I'm always like, I like it when things rhyme and there's like symmetry and like, you know, you I'll slowly like, show me. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's cool. Like, I feel like I have see this thing in my head. I'm like, okay, geometrically, for some reason in my head, like that. Yo, you got musical OCD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> I, have, I have OCD just in general, you know? I have, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so I, I wrote the whole chorus and then the let me down, down, let me down, down, let me down, down, you want to go? Okay, and then I finished that and then I actually wrote a different verse and a different pre-chorus. Right. Um, and I sent it to everybody and they were like, cool, it's cool. <laughs> and I was like, all right, great. And I actually didn't like the idea. I was going to trash it. I was really? like, I forget about it. It doesn't matter. So the next day I had a session that was planned and I was actually a little bit, I was sick. I wasn't uh, feeling okay. good. And I called uh, Miles who I work with right before the session. And I said, I was like, dude, I don't, like the guy who I was working with was like, yo, like I actually don't have that much time today. I only, I only uh-huh. have like a couple hours to hang out. Like, but you know, we can hang out anyways. And I called Miles. I was like, dude, I, th- I don't think I'm going to go. Like, I don't think this is. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get anything good. Like, it doesn't matter. So I played him, um, I played them the idea and they were like, yo, this is actually, this is cool. Um, so, um, this guy named Nolan played the guitar part mm-hmm. and, um, um, there was these two guys, Nolan and Michael, and they, they, um, played some music and they put like a piano part down and I sat in the corner and I wrote a new verse, a new pre-chorus and a new bridge. Um, and we wrote the song in 25 minutes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, at the beginning of a session, like, you know, we like BS for like 30 yeah. minutes and yeah. then like, you know, I had like a power bar and then we wrote the song and then sang it once. Uh-huh. Actually, okay. So the demo vocal is what we used. I sang the song one time through, put some harmonies on it and then I bounced and then they sent it to me and then I sent it out to everybody. And, um, and that's the mix master. That's the final. What I sang the first time, yeah, yeah. that's yes. insane. I try to do that now, like with all the stuff. I don't like to go in and like recut everything. It. I was like, I have, that's how I was feeling on that day. That's what the song should sound right. like. Right. That's you know what I have the same feeling. Like I feel like 
when I write, the demos always sound better. Yeah, you're going to go back in and you're going to overthink it. It's yeah. like you have the emotion in right. you that day. Sometimes sometimes you don't have enough time to do it. Right. But it's hard to get back into that headspace that you were in when you were writing yeah. a song. I'm sure you've been asked this a, a billion times. Um, not a billion times. Okay, maybe a million no, Actually, not something. that many. Probably like six or seven. That's it? Yeah. That's like, crazy. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about the content of the song. Like the lyrics. Like where did that um, come from? So the lyrics came from… Well, I had the title in my head. Basically how I write. And, and I think I need to… Ch- I'm going I'm to try to switch things up. Yeah. Um, because… Um, okay, so like I said, I have OCD. So I'm the kind of person where like… I'll find like one type of food. And then I'll eat it for like… Three months and then like like every day. Seriously, and then like I won't be able to look at it again. I'll be like, "That's disgusting." Don't ever. Show What's me that the latest food that you did that with? Um. Okay. There's a place. There's a lot of different things I've done that with, but there's a place next to my house. Um. Oh, I don't want to give. Don't too say much the name. Away. Just like, like right what, what dish house. is it? Or like, uh, I was just going to the. I was just getting wraps at this one place uh-huh. that was next to my house, and I had the wrap like literally every single day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then oh one day, I, I had a I took a bite of it, and I was like. I don't think I can eat this ever again. <laughs> that was the last time. So that's kind of what I do with songwriting. So I've had this process recently where I like find a title. Mm. And then I, I like the words and they sound poetic. And then I'm like, but how does this relate to me? Right. And so I've written like hundreds of songs like right. that. So I'm going to start doing it differently. Uh-huh. Before that, I wrote differently as well. Right. Um, but um, wait, what was your question? <laughs> what is the song about? Let oh, what's the song slowly. about? Yeah. Okay, so I had the title. And then I was like, well, how does Let Me Down Slowly relate to me? And then I was thinking of this time where… Um, I was in my apartment. It's the first time I was kind of like living on my own. And um, my girlfriend at the time came over. And um, middle of the night, she like got up. She got out of bed. She walked around and then um, she left. And I think she thought that I was asleep, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't. And I knew what was happening. And at the time, I was like, damn, like, okay, well, if she leaves, I hope like, and she's going to break up with me. I hope she's just like gentle about the way that she does it. Um, And so that's what I wrote the song about. And it was weird because it was like two... Um, it was maybe like three years after our relationship that I wrote the song. Right, but right. it's the only relationship I've ever really been in. So it's kind of the only one I can reference when right. I'm writing about right, a right, breakup. Right. Okay, cool. Um, and I had never written a song about somebody like that ever before. Mm-hmm. It was the first time. What do you think your next album is going to be kind of about? I'm like- trying to figure that out. I'm not really sure. But uh-huh. I've been struggling a lot like emotionally for the last like eight months. It's uh-huh. crazy because… I go through a lot of ups and downs. I'm very yeah. like high highs and low lows. Uh-huh. Um, so it's probably going to be a lot about that. I haven't really been like dating or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's not. I've just been mostly focused on music. But yeah. I think sometimes I get too hyper focused on something. And uh, I can, it's, it can be overwhelming. And sometimes it makes me sad. You ever yeah. have that? I mean I think I just. It's the the life we live as like performers. And just always being somewhere different and on the road and doing like that can be emotionally taxing. Yeah. Yeah. It can be exhausting. Well, yeah, it's just it's just like it's a lot. Um but I guess like I'm always like that. I'm mm. always like I don't know. I just think too much about stuff and it freaks me out. So that's probably what this album will be about. Mm-hmm. Will be about just like just dealing with with that. And I put I pushed myself really, really hard, and I yeah. think I finally hit a little bit of a breaking point yeah. in the last few months. Like, because I was going like for three or four years, I was just going like nonstop, you know. Yeah. And it's weird because like I, I dropped out of school, I got dropped from my label. Meanwhile, like you know, everyone else in my life, like their lives are progressing and mm-hmm. moving forward. Friends are graduating, getting jobs, right. you know, getting married, whatever. And I'm like here at my parents' house things aren't really working out for me and so I'm like well I just gotta work every every single day and so that's what I did I remember my low my lowest point like I was never like destitute like oh I'm not gonna be able to like feed myself you know like my like there was food in the refrigerator so I'm not complaining but I do remember one time I was playing at this I'll say the name because I was so mad at them I was playing (laughs) at Cantor's Deli I would play like open mics too like I'd be like yo just like whatever like open mics in LA are like are like some that's like can, I, I like can't curse. Right? Okay, I was you can like, curse. I don't I give like, a shit. Some crazy shit. Like, there's, some, like, there's some like cr- like there's some like in a, in the best way possible. There's some crazy people like showing up to these open mics. Like what do you mean in the way crazy? Like 
Well, I mean, yeah, I was even like performing with homeless people, you know, like oh, like, okay. and anyone can not that they're crazy or yeah, anything. Yeah, like, okay, like, yeah, don't misquote me on yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. like, but like, all different types of people show up, you know. Like anyone can play group. an open mic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, and also just like you know, like there was like this, there was like this ninety-year-old lady who like raps, you know. It's like some, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was awesome. But I remember one time, like I was doing, so I would in the morning I would go to. I would like write a little bit, you know, and then I would like do like a live broadcast on social media. Yeah. And then I would go to somebody, oh, sorry. I would go to somebody's uh, concert. I would sing online. Uh, and then I would go straight from there to an open mic. So I was doing like three Man, things every day. You were hustling, dude. Yeah. And it got really intense. And I, and I have, I still have that mentality. Um, and so anyways, uh, I remember one time I never gotten really, I'd never gotten paid for a performance, but mm-hmm. at Cantor's they were like, yo, like, we'll give you like a sandwich, like a meal voucher. Like if you, if you, if you play and I was like, this is dope. Like, but this is the first time that my music is going to feed me. You know what right. I mean? I was like, this is, this it's is meaningful. Cool. Right. Yeah. So I didn't eat lunch because I was like, yo, like I'm going to have a sandwich. Like it's going right. to be lit. Right. So I showed up before my performance and I was like, yo, like I have this meal ticket. Like, can I, they're like, you can only like get that after you play. And I was like, yeah, what? but I'm playing at like 10 PM. Like I'm really hungry now. And, and they were like, you can't like, unless you haven't played. That's like, the craziest thing I've ever heard. So I put all my shit on the ground and I fucking cried. And I called my oh. mom. I was like, I can't even get a sandwich with oh, my music. Man. Like this sucks. You know, I was like, this is the worst thing ever. I was like, I can't even, I can't even get a sandwich. And so I, I, that, like that stuff being so traumatic for me, I'm like, yo, like I'm, I never want that to happen to me again. So from the morning, from the moment I wake up in the morning, I start, I start working. Yeah. And then till when I go to sleep at night, and that's sustainable when you're not changing time zones right. and all this kind of, you know, when you need to rest. And so finally, like I, 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 I did too much and yeah. I had like a breakdown like a month ago where I was just like, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. I feel terrible. Like <laughs> no, you got to take care of yourself. I think that's yeah. like one thing that a lot of people don't really like to talk about. And I, I think it's, it's great that you're willing to talk about it, but it's the mental health and being able and willing to take care of yourself is so important not only in music but just in life yeah for everybody yeah it's like it's hard life is hard it's okay like it's very hard and i definitely struggle a lot with that kind of stuff i'm like not always happy yeah it's can also yeah it's it's life life is hard you have to take care of your brain i i mean i resonate so much with that as well i feel like for me i've moved to korea seven years ago eight years ago and it's been exactly what you've described right. every single day right and it's uh you you feel like you're being chased constantly or you're chasing after something yeah well we always, are right well we're always like you know every day you right know, like every you know and you're always kind of like every, trying to make sure bad things don't happen right and you're running away from something and, and it's like uh, it's a lot just trying to stay alive yeah just trying to stay just alive, to stay alive. <laughs> um but it's it's incredible that it, it, it's worked out so well for you. And it's oh, as thanks. a friend, I'm like so happy. Well, and thanks like, for, thanks for giving me, thanks for giving proud. me the opportunity and a platform to share my music because that was one of the biggest moments for me. Um, like there were people that came to the show that I played with you at yeah. Urban Plaza from like some of the um, record labels that were interested in signing me. Um, That's awesome. Um, that came to see, you know, me open for you and came to see your show. And like that created a really big moment for me that allowed me um, to get started again. So I really appreciate no, that. No, man. Like I appreciate it. And I can't really say I did anything. Other you did. <laughs> so, like, you did. It's a big so, deal, man. No, I mean, it, it, it means a lot. But thank you so much. It's uh, it's really cool that it's that we're here in Seoul doing this. It's awesome. Um, to, I guess like to kind of come out of the deep end a little bit. Um, let's talk about your show yesterday. So, uh, Jimin from BTS mm-hmm. shows up um, as well. And we were talking about... And he's like a legit, legit fan. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. Did you see us when you were on stage? I, I Okay, I was... A, I get like eye contact sometimes like during a show makes me uncomfortable. So, uh-huh. I'm like... I, I I had a feeling that you guys were watching from up there, yeah. but I didn't want to look. Okay, <laughs> so, so I didn't. So I didn't see. I was just like performing, and then I would come like. So I would go to like. So I would like be looking at the side stage, but I kind of look down. I was like, even with, sometimes with fans like in the crowd, I'll look at them, and then I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> they have like a weird moment where right. they're like, is he looking at me? I'm not sure. This is weird." Right. <laughs> so I, I felt like you might be there, but. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't look. We we were right there. We were like on top of you pretty much. Sick. Watching it. And uh, he, I didn't know he was such a fan. Like, but he's, you mentioned that he put you on his playlist. Yeah, one um, day I was in San Diego with my friend and um, we, uh, I woke up and my Twitter like exploded. Mm. And it's because uh, he updated his playlist on Spotify and there's 12 songs and like six or seven of them are my songs. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, right? It was totally nuts. I was like, it's so crazy to have, um, you know, because we, we, we come from d- different places yeah. and geographically we're yeah. so far apart. So yeah. um, just to know that my music um, reached um, him is pretty crazy, yeah. you know, especially because I remember like watching the the Billboard Awards when BTS was like first exploding and being right. like, oh, so these guys like pretty much run the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they own the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's nuts, like their music and, and what they do is, is amazing. So I'm yeah. a fan as well. So for that to come full circle is really crazy. It was it was funny because he just kept sitting there and he was like, his voice is insane. Oh, his th- voice is insane. I was like, yeah, I know. He's oh, like, thanks. And then <laughs> for like an hour, just like his voice is insane. That's like pretty much all we kept saying to each oh, other. That's crazy. Thanks, man. Um, and uh, and then like afterwards, I, I like as you guys were talking, I it was just funny to watch the interaction from from like the third party. It was just like right. both of you fully mo- mutually respect each other there's clearly a language barrier a little bit going yeah, on. Yeah, a little bit um, i have to learn to speak some korean then you know you might you just might have to move here for a little bit and maybe you know? maybe yo seoul seoul is really dope it's really really dope you've been here for what like 36 hours yeah hours and it's awesome <laughs> like also like korean barbecue is like my favorite food so in la me and my friend larson go to korean barbecue at least like once a week so like to be here and to have korean barbecue in um in korea is like crazy (laughs) i mean yeah we had dinner last night and i just remember like we're having korean barbecue in korea yeah so cool cool. (laughs) like yeah that is pretty cool um any like what do you want to achieve or do next like what is do you have a big goal or anything well, like that? Well, yeah, I have to be honest with you. I think like having Let Me Down Slowly was really cool. Um, it's weird because so the first song that I put up on the internet that really kind of did well was a song called The Water Fountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weird because I feel like that song had a moment and it never really reached its full potential because when it it kind of like exploded on Musical.ly when Musical.ly first yeah. got started before it was TikTok. And there were like three, two or three million user-generated videos to that song um but nobody could find the song because it was it wasn't it was only snippet of it on youtube and so Uh, the song got really big and then there were a whole host of songs that exploded on musically and then they went all the way right but that's because people could find them and and download them and so like people loved this beginning piece of a song and they couldn't find it and so um after I did that song and then I, I kind of had to give up on that album because I knew that I wasn't going to get it back. Uh-huh. Um, and ultimately, I actually did, which is cool. Um, but I was like, I'm, I'm never going to write a song better than Water Fountain. Like, that's that's never going to happen. Mm. Like, and, and in my head, in every session, I'd be like, yeah, but it's not as good as that song. <laughs> which is funny because when I wrote the Water Fountain, I didn't even like it. You know? It and just now, grew on you? I just, people liked it. And then I was like, oh, so it must be cool then, you uh-huh. know? Um, and so let me down slowly like I didn't even like that when I made it I was like yeah I did it in 20 minutes like I sent it out my friend yeah. Max called me and he was like dude that chorus is crazy I was like really he was like yeah I was like all right cool and then I started playing it for people and they'd be like yo that song is dope so I was like all right well this song there's something here um, and so now I'm in that mode where I'm like well I'm probably never gonna write a song better than let me down slowly <laughs> <laughs> you will <laughs> so you like will. in the back of my head every day I'm like oh I'm having so much fun today yeah, but you didn't write a song better than Let Me Down Slowly. So like, <laughs> that's who I am. I can find, I can look at the, I, I have a, I have a really great uh, ability to look at the downside of everything. So oh, like man. if something good happens and it's something that I've been working for and I'd be like, I really want this, I really want this and then I'll get it and then I'll be like, yeah, but I probably shouldn't have got it though because like now I, now this happened. So that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> um, but I think that I may have, uh, um, I think that probably the um, the thing that I'll be focused on is just like just I try to have like be as honest as I possibly can in my mm-hmm. lyrics. So whatever this album sounds like, I think it's going to be a little bit more live drums, um, probably yeah. more live bass, so uh-huh. less programmed elements, 
sonically. Um, but I think that it's just going to focus on where I'm at emotionally right now. And cool. that's the space that I'm in, freaking myself out, thinking that I'm never, ever going to make it. I'm <laughs> so, right there with you, bro. Okay, cool. I'm right there with so, you. You know, you know, you know, when you I go into exactly the room and you're like, you there's that pressure that you put on yourself of like, Wanting to wanting every song that you write every day to be better than to the last outdo one. To yourself constantly. You want every day. And that's just not like you may. That's just not how it works. It doesn't yeah. work like that. And yeah. you never know when the right song is going to come out. I may, I may not have one on this album. Maybe I will in my fifth album. Like you never know. And so it's just like I think that no matter what, as long as I tell the stories that I want to tell, like mm -hmm. I'll be content with whatever yeah. happens. You're, you're doing great. Thanks. Bro. And I'm so happy for you dude. oh i appreciate it thank you um well, i think we got to start wrapping things up slowly but we have some first and last questions okay all right um so your first and last i think this is probably easy but instrument played your first my your first life. instrument i ever played was guitar and the uh -huh. last one i just played was guitar right there you <laughs> yeah, go. yeah uh first and last physical album bot Oh wait, my first album or, or my first piano or not my first piano. My first instrument was piano. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I played the piano. Start on piano. Um, but I, I I stink at it. Okay, wait. No, you're good. You played last night. Yeah, but I I'm a one trick pony. Like I learned like one song. Like that's I can't like do anything. On I can't. Piano. Here's my thing. I have so much respect for people who can play an instrument and sing at the same time. Okay. I can't do. You both. can do it. You can. I really can't. My brain. I think I have aneurysm. Just no, like no, you don't. If you want to do it, you could do it. Uh, trust Maybe me. Maybe I don't want to do it. All right, well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, sometimes like, you know, you're like, there's a lot of things that I think are really cool. I'm like, oh, that's like surfing. Like I watch surfing. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. dope. But like, I don't have like, you got to really like, you got to really be like, that's what I, that's right. what I want. But like you, you don't need to because you can dance and like, Dude, you, I cannot you know, no, you can. I can though, fidget. No, nah, but you got the swag on stage. Like <laughs> I have to be holding like an instrument. I can't like... I cannot not have All right, one. We're going to have to do something where it's you and Jimin teaches you how to dance. All right. And I'll be the back you guys dancer. Both, you guys teach me, you both teach me how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, first and last physical album bought. The first physical album that I had was probably the, it, it, no, it was the Beach Boys, um, Surfing USA. And the last one I bought was probably Black and Blue by... The, the Backstreet Boys? Oh no, the Eminem, the Eminem show or the 8 Mile soundtrack, but I did also buy Black and Blue. The and then after Boys. that, like it was yeah. the rise of like the MP3. Digital, yeah. that kind of thing. Yo, Black and Blue was a great album too. Yeah. People... Actually, the last physical album I bought was Love is a Four Letter Word by Jason Mraz. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a great that's one. That's a great one. Great one. Um, first and last concert attended. The first concert I went to was a Billy Joel concert, but I slept through that. So then the first oh. one I really went to was in sync. And then the oh, last dang. One, yeah, it was crazy. What was that like? It was dope. Like it was in sync at NASA Coliseum in New York on their like no strings attached tour. Woo. Yeah. My dad does acupuncture, so and me and my sister were always afraid of it. So he was like, if you let me do this acupuncture needle, I'll take you to the in sync concert. I was like, right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Into the neck. Stab right here. me. Yeah. <laughs> um and then the last concert I went to as a fan was oh man oh Coldplay Coldplay yeah those are Chris great. Martin is one is one of my favorite songwriters he's great that's probably the best live show I've ever been to they I mean their production is just insane yeah and he's amazing he's amazing him. yeah, yeah. Um, first musical hero and last that you met my first musical hero is um Jace no wait 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 okay my that first you met oh that I met yeah Oh, that I met. The first musical here that I met. I met Jason Mraz. Okay. Um, the last one that I met was John Mayer. Okay. So yeah. You, I mean, you can retire now pretty much. No, no. I have to meet Eminem and Chris Martin. Oh, Chris Martin, Eminem. And Paul I Simon. met Chris Martin. Oh, my. I'm so jealous. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'm so jealous of you. I'll tell you later. Okay. Was uh, it crazy? It was kind of crazy. Cool. It was really cool. Um, first song you ever wrote. The first song I ever wrote was a song called Beautiful Pain. That was for my uh, grandpa. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the last song that you wrote was "Mind Is a Prison Song." Okay. Yeah. Do you? Okay. This is what freaked me out. Like you wrote that last week, and you remember every word. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't I remember. I forget the words of my songs all the time. I, I do that constantly. Okay. I just can't. Um. All right. Let's see. I think like that pretty much wraps up my official questions that Great. I have. Great. Anything you want to talk about? No. This is awesome. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, for coming I I'm on. usually I always get nervous, but I feel very comfortable. You're great at this. Well, I, thank thanks for you. thanks for all the questions. I Absolutely. Um, well, thank you for coming on this sh this show. This amazing award winning 
Pulitzer Prize worthy show. Yeah, definitely. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, wherever. Like Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, like wherever. It's just, all Alec Benjamin? It's just Alec Benjamin. That's can, so easy. And yeah, there's like tons of random songs um, floating around on the internet that yeah. uh, I have never properly recorded. So if you're interested, you can find those all too. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have, and this is, I don't know why I have to ask this question, but I always love asking the question, two questions. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm open to anything. Have you seen one? I've never seen a ghost. Okay. Uh, and your dream collab? My dream collaboration? Oh, man. It'd be cool to do a song with John Mayer, or Chris yeah. Martin. Oh! Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be super dope. All right. Um, so, last word to everybody listening on your behalf. Anything you want to say to just wrap it up to the yeah, listeners? Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for, um, you know, if you have heard my music before and you're a fan, thank you for supporting me and, and my dream. And if not, I hope you... Uh, We'll give my music a chance, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, that's okay, too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Behind the Hit. Thanks We're for We're going to ask you to improvise an outro jingle for us. Oh, um, okay. Um, oh, an outro jingle. Man. And right, this is where they see I'm a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is Behind the Hit with us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, brother. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.